You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world, and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now, your host, Jovan J. Palmer. So what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer. And like I said, everybody who comes on the podcast, they are special people. And I got a special brother here, Jordan Carter, um, live from Baltimore. But I'm, I'm, I didn't do it no justice. I'm going to let you do your own intro, man. Uh, tell everybody <laughs> who you are, brother. It's your boy, Jordan Carter, coming at you live, man, with another video. Um, those who see me, I know I'm coming with the energy. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I love to motivate people, inspire yeah, yeah, yeah. people, and just mm-hmm. make a difference in the world. Yeah, man, your energy is always on a thousand. Yeah, I gotta Always come with the energy. On a thousand. I mean, the first time I met you in person, I was like, this brother got some energy is on, on fleek. It's up there, man. Have you always been this way? I've always been. What's weird is mm-hmm. people that know me, like when I'm in the, by myself, people yeah. be like, are you not like super pumped up? Because I use that energy on times like this. Times where it needs to be. Time to be actually used. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. So, uh, Baltimore, right? I'm originally from Baltimore. Uh-huh. Run up in Zone 15. Zone 15. Like, I didn't even knew. Like, when I was younger, we didn't even knew it was the East Side Baltimore. Because we rep Westside so hard, and we so all you, it was all you knew was Westside Baltimore. All we knew was Zone 15. It's like still to this day, people that never left that area. Really. That never left that. You can get everything right through there. Like pants, man. The people that sold the clothes. People that sold socks. People that uh, so they make store. it easy for you. They pretty much are convenient. They make it convenient for you. To just stay there. It's like, what's, why, why do I need to leave Baltimore? What's Baltimore for when everything I need is right here? Exactly. Wow. All right, cool. So obviously you're here in Atlanta. So you got out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Made it out. Like, I'm not saying you made it out, but I don't know. The, how we consider it? Like uh-huh. I just watched an interview about like little baby. And he was talking about like how making it out the trap. And it's weird because it's like when you're so in that space and you that's all you know is that block. And that Ergen, that zone, and them couple 10, 12 people. Literally what we used to do when we was kids, mm-hmm. our daily thing, we used to walk around the block. We used to walk around, like, we walk down, anybody that knows from Baltimore would know, we walk down Haywood, mm-hmm. walk down Cadillia, walk back down Belvedere, come back up Haywood, and that was our daily walk when we walked through the, the neighborhood. But it was never like, oh, let's go on the bus and go somewhere, or let's go catch a train, or let's go, nah. We were just circling the block. We were just in the hood all the time. Hey. What was that like? Being in the hood all the time is like all you start knowing is hood stuff. Yeah. All you start doing is hood stuff. We just knew like from Baltimore, you know about the bikes. When the bikes come out, the dirt bikes ride. Everybody's why we known in Baltimore for the twelve yeah. o'clock boys. What's that? So that's what the, like the dirt bike crew. When you said twelve o'clock boys, that mean they picking the bikes straight in the air like a twelve. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, you learn different things being in Baltimore than other places because Baltimore is one of them places where. A lot of people, but I say a lot of people say that anywhere they go. Like, if you can survive in Baltimore, you can survive anywhere. Really? So, what do you. When they, the only thing that people know about Baltimore when they uh-huh. watch TV yeah, yeah, is yeah. the wire and get yeah, off the corner. Of, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in your opinion, what's worse? New York City? New York City or Baltimore? Baltimore is worse because it's smaller. New York City, you can get so much. Like, I've been to New York City a few times. Uh-huh. You can get so much information. Like, you got different, you got Manhattan, Long Island. Right, right, right. You got right. Harlem. Like, you got so many different, in, like, people. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know different types of people until I stepped out of Baltimore. Yeah, Like, yeah, we yeah. didn't ever even look at, like, oh, this person, like, like I didn't ever know that, like, until I went to New York that some people actually speak broken Spanish mm. in New York. Like, I didn't know that until I went there. I neither. But I didn't know until I got out of Baltimore. I didn't, I thought everybody, like, when I went, everybody ate chicken wings and fries and that was like our culture. Oh, yeah, get a yeah. chicken box, half and half. Like, that's what we did. And yeah, yeah, people yeah. were like, oh, half and half, what's that? Mm, yeah, that's 
I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you said 10 piece. Yeah, I got you. nah. See, like, we, that we just thought that's how we all talk. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we all move. Word. So Baltimore was rough and a rough experience and it had to be a traumatizing experience, right? Yes, sir. Baltimore, so. we learned a lot through a lot of trauma. And mm. people, what I learned also as I grew older and started understanding people mm -hmm. is that people always try to escape so much. That's why people, like, right now when I go to Baltimore, a lot of people popping pills, a lot of people getting high, a lot of people getting drunk. Mm hmm like, I feel like a lot of times when most people, when they work in a nine to five and then they go out on the weekends to get drunk, they trying to escape they some escape type something. of thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. So what was your escape? Like, like I used <clears> to <throat> smoke weed. I used okay. to smoke a lot of weed when I grew up. Mm -hmm. I grew up with my grandparents. Got you. My grandfather and my grandmother, they pretty much raised me until I was like 16. My mama died when I was three. Mm. So I really had to figure out my community. Like, that's what's different now. The community kind of raised me. My community pretty much gave us a lot of energy and stuff like that mm -hmm. for me and my sister. But mostly the hard work ethic came from my grandmother. Gotcha. Now what did she instill in you? She instilled me as far as um, respect, mm -hmm. hard work. You're going to work for everything that you're going to get. Gotcha. You got to work. Like she, but the thing about it is she was a person that she never even thought about the idea of going to the islands mm -hmm. or going somewhere. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. She never even spoke about any of that. I, mean, I think that's like a lot of the older generation, though. I don't believe I've ever heard my grandparents talk about wanting to travel outside of the United States, really, right. like that, for real. So I think it's just that generation where they just know what they know, they're comfortable in what they know. My grandmother was a hard, she worked at the warehouse. So mm -hmm. she worked at the warehouse for over 20-something years. Yeah, yep. So mm -hmm. her whole mindset was work ethic. You're going to work hard. You're going to work. Yep, yep. Go to church on, go to church on Sunday, mm -hmm. back to work on Monday through Friday. Yeah, this yeah. is what you do. Yep. And the same and then, thing over they, and yeah, over. the same thing over and over. Clean up the neighborhood on Saturday with the neighborhood black community and going back to work. That was her life every single day. And that was a life that you knew as well. So it's like, in a sense, you're kind of incorporating that same type of lifestyle in a sense. Like, yeah, work out there. I got to work. I got to go to church on Sundays or go to work Monday through Friday, like you said. Yeah. Clean up the block on Saturdays and it's back over and over again. Yeah, I think one thing that she instilled in me was caring for others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Making sure you, you show very love. caring person. Yeah, make sure yeah. you show love to people. Never treat people, no matter what they got, never treat people, look down mm -hmm. on people. She always instilled that inside of me. Word. So earlier you were talking about you lived this. You went from Baltimore. You lived born and raised in Baltimore. Then you went to L.A., right? So I, my whole thing of even going to L.A. was for comedy. That was my first That was my first thing of exposure. So before L.A., what got you into comedy then? Have you always been like, you just walk, pop out the room no, like, tell like, jokes? No, or? no, no, no. What it really was, my grandmother passed away uh -huh. when I was like 15, 16. That's why when I speak, when I go to these places and I'd be speaking as students and speaking as, I can already see the student that's like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really need that attention. You need people to see you. Gotcha, gotcha. I used to always have so you need somebody to kind of yeah. see you in a sense. So jokes, exactly. telling jokes was the way I needed people to see me because hey, I wanted me. to act out. I gotcha. wanted to act out in school because I didn't get that at home. When my grandmother passed away, my grandfather at the time, mm -hmm. he was schizophrenic, he was bipolar. Mm. And my uncle had just came from jail. He was living in the basement. So, now it's to the point that the person that the only person I knew that actually cared about me at the time was my grandmother. That was my heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, so when she passed away, all I knew was we smoking weed in my block. People in my community would care about me, but I was smoking weed to get that escape. So where your parents at? My my father at the time he was living over there. He was living on a whole other side of Baltimore, but at the same time, he was just doing his thing. Yeah, he was yeah, trying yeah. to get himself together. Got you. My mama died when I was three. Oh, wow, how'd you pass? She passed from cancer. Dang. So that Sorry. was a thing of, I never really had that mom Yeah, that mom, mama. yeah, yeah, So that yeah, also yeah, yeah. built a lot of trauma in me, mm. sleeping with different women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Putting toxic energy on Looking different people. Looking for what you were hoping to have in a mom inside exactly. these different women and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. I feel you, I feel you. Got you. So going through, walk us through that journey of, you know, losing moms, not really having dad in the picture, 
having to have grandma become mama, grandpa become dad, and uh, what is that like as a child growing up? Because typically as a child, you know, you, you are supposed to have your parents there to nurture yeah. you and to groom you and all that types of stuff and teach you about, you know, manhood and how to treat a woman and all that type of stuff. But then now you got your grandparents who are generations from you. So it's like there's a separation between right. y'all two. Like, you know, what's that like growing up in that area? See, my grandma would always love me, regardless mm-hmm. on this. Like, even when I got locked up, no yeah, matter yeah, yeah. what I was going through, my, my grandma would always. And that's, I was that's the black gra- sheep. That's grandma. Yeah, I was yeah, the yeah. black sheep of the family. When okay. I, was, I was wild. I was crazy. I did all, I used to run around with goals in my mouth. I was wild. But she always like, oh, that's my baby. Mm. That's my baby. She would always be like, that's my baby. You do no wrong in her I eyes. I couldn't do that no wrong in her yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke weed, whatever. Whatever I was doing, yeah, I couldn't yeah. do no wrong in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, the way my grandfather instilled, he never, he, the information that he instilled in me was, mm-hmm. It was never on no sissy stuff. Mm. You're gonna be a man. You're gonna be a man. You're gonna be a man. He was a man. Yeah. He, was, he was a man's man. Yeah. Like, you gotta be <laughs> you hard. You gotta be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see Ali? Fight like Ali. <laughs> like, that, that was his that yeah, was yeah, his yeah. Right, 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 right. So it's he like, always instilled into me, mm-hmm. even though he was he was an alcoholic and he was he was schizophrenic, his mindset was still had that good mindset to where like own something. Mm. Own something. That's all he was talking. At the end of the day, like when I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. I was so upset and I was going through so much trauma because my man would come in the door, cuss me out, call me all kinds Your of names. Your grandfather? Yeah, my grandfather. Uh-huh. But after my grandmother passed away. So my man would just be wilding on me. Dang. And he would put me out. He'd be like, yo, get out. This is my house. But the information I actually got out of it was the fact that he owned something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my house. I can kick you out anytime I want to kick you out. And you ain't got nothing, so you, nothing you can do about it. Ain't nothing I can do about it. Dang. So you kicked out where are you going when he kicks you out? The community take care of him. I had a, one, of my, one of my close friends, shout out to my man, Cool. Um, it was weird because I felt love in a, in a hood. Like, it was like a real weird situation, even though like, cause people would consider it like, as being one of the hood houses, mm-hmm. I felt love in a house. I mean, cause one of the people that was in the house was my man was on drugs, Junkie Tony. Junkie Tony was in the house. <laughs> Junkie Tony climbed up on the pole, fixed electricity. Like, my man was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We smoked, we drunk, we hung out, we played cards. We, but at the same time, they all like, yo, you going to school tomorrow. Like, they still looking out for you. Yeah. It's like, yo, you still going to, like, we're going to be your parents in this yeah, sense. Yeah, they showed me love as, like, family. Yeah, because a lot of people look at the hood and be like, yo, ain't no, there's, no, there's nothing good that can come nah, out of they, it. They, they looked at me as, when they brought me in, it was never, like, Oh no, nah, bro! On right, that right, time, right, right, right. They looked at me as like it's family. Yeah, 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 for sure. They took me in, no question. You want something to eat? We got you. Yeah. yeah, it's love. Man, so like, what was it like? Because you getting like you're getting love from a community, but at the same time, the person you look at as that father figure is still pushing you out from him. From him. I ain't gonna lie. I hated my man for a minute. Mm. I hated him for. I hated him even when he passed away. I remember I was in Miami. It was like. I wasn't like upset. So they called like, you, I was like, yo, like, yeah, your papa died. He was yeah, like, I was just like, whatever. Uh-huh. But you go to the funeral. I went to the funeral. Okay, but I was just like, it was just like I'm just here to see. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you hear to view somebody you really don't know. But at the end of the day, when I started to realize the trauma he had going on, his daughter passed away from cancer when he was three years old. Mm. As a man to watch your daughter, and you pulled him in the man's man. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. Do that, that, it, that hurt him in a way, and that he, so it's like pretty much he's dealing with. Some undealt with trauma in a sense to where he doesn't know how to release that trauma from him. It's not what he's doing is on he's kind of like putting pushing his trauma on you. Exactly. Or everybody who kind of comes in. So you say he's one of these schizophrenic, alcoholic, 
Exactly. That's a lot to deal with, especially as a child. And then he was in the military. In the military, so he's probably having, he got PTSD as well. Exactly. So he just was. That's why I said no sissy stuff. No, he wasn't on none of that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I get it, man. That's, but that's tough, man, because like you, you're jumping into the comedy now. It was a weird. It was a weird space. Mind you, you're 15, 14 years old. Fifteen. I'm gonna say fifteen to sixteen. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, weird yeah. space uh-huh. because you went from a place where. Grandma and them love you so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And she, oh, this is grandma, this is grandma. Yeah, she's showing you so much love. Right, 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 right. So now she's gone. Yeah, bring the mic a little closer right here. So you, yeah, bring and, it. No, and, no, you just need to see. Just, oh, bring, right. just slide the mic over, son. So now she's like, gone. Just, bring, bring it over. Like, all right. Grab, pick it up. Bring, yeah, there we go. Yep. We good? Yes, sir. All right. So now she's gone and mm-hmm. everything is different. Yeah. From what it was. And now the community got raised you. And then my man, my, like I said, my uncle just came out from jail, so he pretty much. So when we going to school, it's like, yo, you want to get up and go to school? All right, you ain't got to. Cool. Hey, you was loving that. It was a little bit upset because the, the way I was raised, like, my grandma, we used to wake up in the morning every single We had a family thing. Yeah, yeah, We used yeah, to wake yeah. up to. So you disappointed now. Like, yeah. you know, you're not carrying the traditions. Yeah, we got, like, we had, mm. we had like, Every Monday, we that like we is a routine. We wake up seven o'clock in the morning. She got the gospel plan. We iron our clothes. We get our stuff together for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, uh-huh. it's it's a process. Right, 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 right. Go ahead, keep on. But at the same time, now things are completely different. Yeah. When she passed away, my sister went off to went to college. Completely different now. Mm-hmm. So I had to really learn how to survive. So what was like? What was learning to survive? Because of course. If someone is doing for you, especially as a kid, right? And what does that survival look like for you? So, in the hood, growing up in the hood, from being in Westside, Baltimore, you see the dope man. Mm-hmm. You see the you see the guy with the flashy rides. You see my yeah. man riding. That becomes the person that you you look up to. Right, right, right. You want to be something. You want to have. You want to have many sex partners that he had. Mm-hmm. You want to have many so nice cars sense, he had. That's, that's who you're looking up to now. That's who you're yeah, looking yeah, up yeah, to. That's yeah. your role model. That's your big bro. Mm-hmm. So now everything has changed. Yeah. That also make you change. Mm. That is, now you're looking at that person that really, okay, he got me now. Mm-hmm. I ain't even looking at my pops. I ain't looking at what they got going yeah, on. I'm yeah. looking at, this is it. This is what I want to do something as this feel. Mm-hmm. So then people wanted to be like in the hood from where I'm from, you even go on rap, you play ball, you're doing something with a mic. You're doing something entertainment or football, mm-hmm. or something like that. That was the only way we thought of getting out. Of the right, hood. right, 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 right. So, throughout that process, you know, you're trying to, you're looking up to, you know, the, the big homie of the neighborhood now. He's pretty much like big brother to us. Yeah, he yeah. was more like big bro. But then we yeah. had like clicks. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that, my best friend at the time, his his brother was like my big brother. So mm-hmm. we always a family. It was like yeah, a tribe. Yeah, so everybody's kind of clicking together. Yeah. 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 So what is it like, you know, as far as just growing? So like, are you, you're, you're saying you want to live his lifestyle, so are you actually really, like, putting yourself into his life as far as, like... We, we, we running around, like, I was on that. I was yeah. on that type of time, but I knew my heart really wasn't in that. <laughs> I was on that type of time. Like, if you just like, if, if Instagram was around back then, uh-huh. I had, like, the bandanas on my, on my neck and... Like braids to the side, yeah, goes yeah, in my yeah. mouth. Like uh-huh. I was wild. I was wilding then. Like I yeah, wasn't yeah. even. I was on some like I'm cool with. If, if I die there, I'm cool with that. Wait, what? I'm cool with the process with that. Why? I, because I'm out here. I'm hurt. All that trauma that, that was going on in my life at the time. I'm smoking and drink. I'm smoking and drinking at 13, 14 years old. 
I'm doing anything to just day by day. That's just what I said. To get we, by. Just to get by. So what? Like, what's the? She were, you're talking about trauma, man. Um, and you're saying like the trauma is there. Like, what is these traumas besides? You know, of course, you know, mom's passing is another is a trauma. You got um, big mama passing is a trauma. Right. Being cussed at by grandpa is a trauma. Dad not being there is a trauma. Would you say the community was a trauma in a sense? The community, I don't say, I no, say no, it was a trauma, yeah, but yeah. it was the only way that we, like, we didn't look at it like, oh, I never thought about going to work and get, on, get a nine to five. I seen what happened to my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. We hustling. She, she lived Yeah, to I die. seen my big bro got, got a Porsche riding through the hood. Like, yeah, he's not, he's hustling. To nine to five. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. hustling. So I'm like, he got the baddest shit, got money. We gotta I, figure I out. I want this too. Yeah, I want this too. So how did you, how, did you get that? No, the thing about me, I tried to get that, mm-hmm. but then I, I had people. That's why I say you got to have people around you that's really good people. I thought about selling drugs one time, too. No, I, I did it. I did it for a little bit. I didn't do it. I, I wasn't good. I got scared. <laughs> I got scared. I, was, I, I had was, a dream I, that night, and the I, dogs come to get me. <laughs> it started with the little bit of weed. Uh-huh. You know, that's, what new, that's like the first thing people yeah, know me yeah, yeah. Some of little bit of weed. Uh-huh. I was smoking weed at the time, so it wasn't good. It was like smoking on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I was, so you, clearly, you didn't listen to the tank. Yeah. You, you didn't listen to Biggie. Nah, nah. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't listen to Biggie at the time. I wasn't okay. listening to Biggie. I was, I was smoking weed at the same time I was selling weed. So, so you smoking your supply? Pretty much. Biggie said never get high on your own supply. I definitely smoked my supply. So pretty much, you, are, you like Smokey, and, yeah. you, and you owe Big Worm. Yeah, it was, it was. And actually, it was so happy the guy that I did owe was a big dude. So and he looked at me like... <laughs> He looked at me at the time. We was kids, so he looked at me like, "Bro, what are you doing? We ain't gonna have you do this no more, go bro. On, go on, just, go ahead, just go ahead, just go ahead, just chalk it up. Yeah, just, you ain't a, doing this. Somewhere. That's good to, because in other cases that we know of, had you owe somebody some money, right? They coming for you, right? The family, everybody you connected yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, they yeah. get their money. But that's love, though. Like look, I see how you're saying the community was love because the fact that love. one, he brought you into something that you one you should probably shouldn't have been doing anyway. Exactly. But um. It was still the fact that he saw that you just didn't have the heart for it because. But my, my, my thing is, I always, it, I don't know if that was God saying, but I always had people at that time, at certain points in time in my life, that always curved me. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, always yeah, curved yeah. me when I was about to get, like, I'm wilding. Yeah, I'm wilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the reason why, even to this day, I don't smoke cigarettes, because I had a, one of my partners, when I remember growing up, I just talked to him the other day, my man Jimmy. I remember us being 13 years old. We walking down the street, all drunk, everybody, ah. 13, drunk. 13, 13, 13, 14 years old. We was outside with, mind you, we listen to Boosie. We listen yeah, to Boosie. We all, yeah, yeah, we outside, set it Boosie, off. Boosie, do it to you. Yeah, we outside. <laughs> we not thinking about yeah, yeah, yeah. anything. We outside, we turned up. 13. We, we drinking Naughty Head Gin at 13. Who? Naughty Head Seagum Gin. Ooh. 13, 14 years old. Cause that's four or five dollars of liquor. We How you ain't getting this though? Dolphin, my man out the front. Hey, here's five. Go grab a son, get yourself something too. There you go. We all put up three dollars to the bottle, boom. The bottle, the whole fifth of it is ten. Yeah. Cause gin ain't, ain't expensive. Yeah. I've never seen an expensive gin. It's not expensive. How at did all. you I hate gin? How do you? We was told from, 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 from old here, it put hair on your chest. <laughs> so then we, now we drinking it. Yeah, we yeah, think yeah. it's about to make more bass in our voice and hair on our chest. So we want to <laughs> grow up so fast. Dang. But my bad Jimmy was like, yo, if you smoke that cigarette, yo, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. I ain't going to never forget. I still remember this to this day. Like, Have you ever tried? I did. I'm, Man, you ain't going to punch me in my mouth. He punched me in my mouth. But mind you, Jimmy was a known fighter. Everybody knew Jimmy in the hood uh. for fighting. 
So when he so punched me in my mouth, I was like, I really don't, I really don't want no smoke. I really, <laughs> I didn't want no smoke. So I just was like, next person walking down the street, I'm gonna punch him in the mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't want to punch him in the mouth, but I, I, you, I, had to, I you had to punch, punch somebody, somebody, somebody in the mouth. back. Exactly. Dang. Right. So, 13. 13, 14 years old. Wow. We was drinking. I'm gonna say 15, 14 years old, we was smoking. So now we drinking, smoking, having sex. Drinking, smoking, and have sex just to escape trauma. Mm. Dang. So as you're trying to escape it, you're saying you're 14, 15 right now. Right. You're still in school, of course, right? Right. I'm still going to school. the community say, yo, you got to go. But the crazy thing <clears throat> I said, people just in your life, the mm-hmm. curve you. I had teachers that was like, yo, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw something in you. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, I remember teachers yeah. coming to me when I was in high school would tell me, like, yo, it's something in you that's different than a lot of other students. Mm-hmm. You've always had that. I always had that. That's actually was one of the, I got a teacher named Sean Swanson. The male teacher? The male teacher. You had a male teacher. I didn't get Sean. my first male teacher until college. It was a white guy. Mind you, I almost got, I got suspended uh-huh. for pushing him out the hallway. The teacher? Yeah, for Why? pushing him out. I was just wilding. I was just wilding. I was tripping. I, I pushed him out the hallway. Mind you, I, I disrespected that man. Uh-huh. Disrespecting him, I got suspended for it. I'm gonna say probably two months go by. Either one of the main people that actually got me into the intro to media class to, to write for the school paper. Word. He was one of the main people that actually helped me. So you're a writer. I started. Yeah, that was my first. That was my first freedom of speech thing. Uh huh. Was writing for the newspaper. That's dope. How was that? That was great. The teacher name was Amy Ensign. Um, I just looked at it, it was a thing of being a freedom. Being not, at the time I was listening to pop, mm-hmm. so I always wanted to be something for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How can we? So you mean to tell me I can write something about the principal in this paper and it's going to get published to people and it's being a, a voice for the students? Let's do it. So what were you writing? What's the, like what's I some, was writing, some of the type of things you're writing? Like, for example, I wrote, I wrote one. I remember this one article because it, it was a big thing. I wrote one article. It was about the principal, how you don't care about the students. So when you're doing You a, wrote that? I wrote it. They didn't kick you out? No. The, the, actually, the teacher backed me because I had all the steps and the levels to create an actual... I had the interview, I had the thesis, I had the whole, I had the whole bra- breakdown of everything that's needed to do an article. Wow. So she was like, well, this <clears> is the voice. So right. I always wanted to stand for something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you definitely did. Yeah, that wow. was my thing. So like, what was next? Like, you know, you, you're in high school, 15 year in high school right now. Yeah, you so, coming out of high school. When mm-hmm. I came out of high school, I knew I, was, um, I wanted to do something different. And yeah. I always was funny. I was doing comedy in high school. Like people mm-hmm. knew me. My first comedy name was J.O. the Jinx. People knew me as doing J.O. the Jinx. J.O. the Jinx. Yeah, in the hood, people called me J.O. Uh huh. So I tried to do something different. Like J- I know that was a wag name. I know, yeah, I know it was. Wag. It was super wag. <laughs> okay, it, it. it was super wag. It was super wag. But yeah, yeah. I was trying to do something different than being hard and aggressive. Right, right, well, right. Everybody's right, right, trying, right. trying to do. Trying to kind of like loose yeah, yourself. Yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to be super hard uh-huh. and be super tough and super gangster. And I'm being a comedian. Right, right, right. So I'm stepping out of my element of doing something different right there, that mm. exposure. Through that, going to them little open mics, watching them little comedy spots, I start meeting new people. Mm. People that's not from Zone 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I start meeting people that was, had a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And that, that little bit of exposure changed my life. Yeah, yeah. I start meeting different mentors, people that would mentor me. They, when they see me, my first mentor, Sean Banks, he was the first person that saw me and was like, bro. That name sounds familiar. He, he's, he's a director. He directed the movie, uh, oh, with Common in it. Okay, 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 okay. But he, the first person, when he saw me, he said, it ain't even about 
you don't comment and I do this. He said, the fact that I see that fire in your eyes, you ready to do it. If I say, let's go do it right now, you be ready to do it right now. Mm. With no hesitation. You, you, and I was. I'm really? like, yeah, bro, like. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Dang. No hesitation. No hesitation. We can go do that joint right now. We wanna, he was the first person that exposed me, actually, to actual celebrities and stuff. Like, he was the first person that was like, yo, you can really sh- write a movie and film it. I was in the hood shooting a movie trying to figure it out people was laughing at me like yo you ain't gonna never be on tv until they see me on tv what you been on i did commercials i was doing commercials really? i've been on yeah like local joints yeah i did commercials like like when bt <clears throat> bt had like a little thing when they when kevin hart kind of thing they had like a commercial they would let comedians do like on a commercial for for a kevin hart movie yeah yeah like a little promotion uh-huh. that was like my first commercial so when really? people seen that it was like oh oh you on that you popping yeah, 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 yeah. then when i moved to la I was on two other commercials with that too. So it was like, people start seeing the commercial nationwide. I was on t- a Are TV you a show. nationwide commercial? Yeah, wow. a nationwide. Bro, it's just crazy how people can change completely. Yeah. Off of a one, off of a 30 second video that didn't even say nothing with money. Bro, I knew you had it in you. I had people that was hitting me up from high school. Oh man, your life is just different. <laughs> oh man. Just all just jumping on the bandwagon all of a sudden. Yeah, everything was completely different. So how'd you get out to LA? You just mentioned LA, right? Yeah. So, the thing about I'm I'm I'm, I'm a backtrack on yeah, it before I say that. Uh-huh. So what happened was, I always had, as I said, a strong black sister always in my life too. Mm. Besides the community, my sister was always was like, always was like the person before I knew about therapists. That was my therapist. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so she at the time I was working a little uh, warehouse job, mm-hmm. and she was and I was trying. I was like, man, I don't really feel like you know doing this little flight thing we doing so i started to do some stuff with the flight thing i was like a temp agency or something like that Mm -hmm. and she was like if you can get in the door just go ahead and work there i wound up getting hired working with southwest work okay so when i got hired working with southwest that that actually opened doors for me to get other places Mm. so i started doing like i did before i turned 25 free exactly so Mm. i was doing i did like i'm not even no cap i did like at least 20 cities before i turned 25 like i was i was everywhere that's, but that's what I always had in the mindset, like, I'm going to outwork everybody. I don't care if it's 10 of y'all, 6 of y'all, y'all teaming up. I'm going to outwork you. I got that work ethic. That's yeah, all yeah, I yeah. really was like. I always had that mindset of, I knew people that was in a, every summer, somebody's going to die in the summer. That's always a given. Somebody's going to get locked up. That's uh-huh. always a given. I'd rather take my chances on the road before I take my chances. So you're flying, you're going to all these cities. Are you just going to just go visit? No, I'm or getting on stage. Go- oh. I'm popping up. I'm pulling up. Like, what's so up? you're finding, like, um... Uh, just like pop up comedy shops or whatever it might be. I'm doing my own research. I'm, I'm doing my own research. I reach out, but this is before like Instagram was yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm you on I'm, Google. Yeah, I'm on Google. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. Uh-huh. Um, if I find out, I find out somebody networking. Like just figuring out who know this person. Oh, boom! Reach out to that person. How I can reach out to him? Just figuring out a little thing. I might pop in your city just to mm-hmm. watch you, and then just how can I network with you? Shake your hand. Yeah. Then I'm on your show. Oh, she so was out there. Yeah, but like. I well, went through the process. Like, where did that grind come from? Because that's my grandma worked in the warehouse. So that grind was, but you, so you changed the grind of the nine to five into the entrepreneur. I put that same energy is into what you want to do. Exactly. Gotcha. I okay. took that same grind and said, if I'm gonna die doing this this comedy thing, I, I'm good. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. totally fine with that. I feel you. Okay. So did the job take you to LA? The job, no, honestly, the true story, I'm going to be truthful. <laughs> the true story was I was finna get fired because I was, I was doing some wild, goofy stuff. I was just, I was being lazy on the yeah. job. Because I, I knew I, my heart wasn't in it. My heart was really in the comedy. Yeah, yeah, I really sure. wanted to do comedy. 
And at the same time, I always, customer service, I always had people that really genuinely liked who I was. Uh-huh. So I had one of the guys who was a supervisor at the time, he was like, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. He said, they finna fire you. <laughs> he said, they finna fire you, but I'm gonna tell you, these cities right here is open up. And that's one thing I like. For another job, or just somewhere just no, to go? No, just, just another go, just to go. Okay. So one thing like I, I listened to, like I said, I was big on pop, uh-huh. and I always remember me and my big old mouth. I started telling, man, I'm, I can go anywhere and make it. I could do anything. Da, 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 da. Like just, just being, just putting myself out there, yeah, just yeah, talking, yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Damn, send me over LA. I'm about to make it over there for real. <laughs> and then once they accepted me, I was like, oh, I gotta go. I really gotta go to LA. So you had a job in LA waiting for you. I had a job, but I didn't know anybody over there. What was the job? I worked for Southwest over there. Oh, so you transferred from Southwest in Baltimore to over there to LA. Yeah, it was a transfer. Oh, so you were still working? I was still working there. Got you. Okay, okay, okay. But the first week of working there in LA, in LA, mm-hmm. they fired me. Dang. <laughs> so. All How are you fired in a week? Was it your day off? I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't understand the process. I didn't understand. Mind you, I'm from Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. though I flew all these places, I never flew to LA. Mm. I never knew that how the Hispanic culture actually work. I didn't know. What Hispanics got to do with it? Because it's different out there. Hispanics that I meet in Baltimore, they didn't have the same demeanor out there. I'm confused. That, that <laughs> I'm a little slow. So help me understand. No, I'm saying. Like how you see, like down here, you know, the demographic of Atlanta is black folks. For sure. The demographic in LA is Hispanics. Got you. So when you say, oh yeah, da da da, it's us. No, now it's way more Hispanics now. Got you. So all that, what you thought, you feeling, talk to them like that? No. Oh. It's not going down okay, there okay, no got you, got you. So it's more so like in Baltimore, there's a smaller population. Yeah. Where, the, where black people, we, Dominated them in a sense. Yeah, now, and then you go into LA with that same mentality, like, yo, <laughs> I'm still about yeah. to turn up. Y'all about to do this. I ain't doing this. But they're like, yeah, nah, like, we, we ain't got, on that. We got a whole crew right behind us. Yeah, we, we on a whole different a whole different vibe than yeah, what y'all on. I don't yeah, know what you on. They some killers out in LA. Yeah, they just on a whole different vibe. They moving mm. completely different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. All right, good. Continue. Right. So when I got out there to LA and I got fired in a week, I actually got fired because my, my phone alarm didn't go off. But that's why I tell people also the process. Mm. I was already getting ready to get fired in Baltimore. <laughs> All it took was so that one step. You about to get step. fired in Baltimore. You get to LA for a week. Get fired in LA for a week. Got fired in a week, and that was the first time where I realized that nine to five really don't care. I'm just a number. My employee number was one hundred five three three five. I knew I was a number. You remember that? I was working there. Like I, mean, I, I had to get that check. Okay. That's how. That's how I remember that number. Okay. So I realized that. I'm just a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they fired me, I was homeless at the time. I ain't had nothing. So you, I ain't even you know just nobody moved to LA with nowhere to stay. I just had the dream. If I get out there, I just like had the grind. The grind. So if you I could fell just get, for the trap. Definitely fell for that trap. You fell for the LA dream. I fell for that LA dream, and I felt like if I could just get out here, I can make it. That's I can, all I need. I, if I could I just got get out here, me. I can show them people that Jordan Carter is coming to you live, baby. <laughs> <laughs> If I can just get out here, yeah, I can yeah, show yeah, you yeah, yeah. that I'm, I can do something. Uh-huh. I'm about to go ahead and rescue. Because like I said, I always care about people. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I go out here, I can change my family's life forever. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But then it started happening. Mm-hmm. People uh-huh. started seeing me like on the big stages with Mike Apps. People started seeing me on big stages. Oh, you was out here? Yeah, I was really doing, I got pictures. Like I, I, I had breakfast with Cat Williams. Like I was doing all this great comedy stuff, which was 
really going great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing. I did all the big rooms out there in uh-huh. L.A. I was really about that life. What's the big rooms? So you got the comedy uh-huh. in. You got you got uh you got the comedy. In, you got the you got the um what's the joint on uh on Sunset? If you on Sunset and you on Hollywood, you got um. What is it? The, the comedy, the comedy, the Laugh Factory. You got the Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. You got the Comedy Store. Oh, there's a lot of comedy places out there. Yeah, like that's like the, that's the mecca besides New York. That's the mecca like comedy. Really? If you're trying to do the acting thing, that's uh-huh. where you go. I was just wanting to get up on stage. I wanted to show people this is what I do. I'm, I'm a comedian. This is what I do. Yeah, I'm yeah, passionate yeah, yeah, yeah. about. But I was the first person in Baltimore that was on it. Uh huh. So I had a lot of stuff that was riding on me anyway. Like oh. If I can just show people Baltimore, we out here. Mm-hmm. We, I can make a difference for my people back home. Yeah, yeah. So what is it? Um, so as a, let's, let's step into your life as a comedian. Let's step into right, Jordan right. Carter, the comedian. Got it. What is it like being a comedian? Because like everybody think they can tell a good joke. Like every night I think I can tell a, a amazing right, joke right, to make right. somebody laugh and smile. Right, right, but right. You're a comedian. Like no. you, you do it. Like you hop on stages right. and the mic is in your hand and you're like talking to people. Like, but the, the thing about it is being a comedian. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize that's why you think about people like Robin Williams. People really go through stuff mentally. Oh, for sure. When a comedian, I, you, I, I think I've heard that from every comedian. Like, yeah, you're like, you like Kevin Hart, the whole laugh like my, my pain. pain was the whole thing was about him and his pain. Yeah. My first real joke, my mentor told me, he said, "You will never be free until you talk about something real in your life." Mm. That was my first time really going up on stage and telling people, like I was, I said, um, and that was a true thing. I remember being homeless and got knocked on my window and said, "My man, you can't sleep here." You gotta keep it moving, and I pulled off. I'm like, wait a minute, I ain't got nowhere to go. So you just out there with the car? Yeah. Once I got my car shipped over there, I, I, I skipped that part. My bad. I got a car because mm-hmm. I was like, I ain't finna be out here. Like, <laughs> I need to get me a whip. Yeah, like, yeah, if I get yeah. a whip, I can go to these different rooms. Got you, got you. Okay. That's okay, why okay. I was like, I really picked the whip over actually having a house because I'm like, smart. Yeah, yeah, somewhere to at least lay your head a little for a little bit, and then to get you to A and B where you need to get to. Yeah, but you being. Tied in a in a Ford or a Honda Accord, that's it's not really a good. Situation. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, I definitely yeah. could imagine. Yeah. So that right there had changed the game for me completely when I got over there completely. The comedy, it also showed me how fake life was. Mm. Okay. How people were on stage, off, like how how the, how that show business can be a lot of pressure. I bet. I saw people that was doing. Speechless things for stage time. <laughs> I saw people that was just doing anything. They would set up. They would just do whatever, whatever they thought they just, just was doing to get on the big stage. Just to get on the big stage. Ah, so what kept you from like doing that, or did you do some of that? No, didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do that. <laughs> but I feel like that. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that for asking. But principles and morals. Mm. Principles and morals in. I had people that was in my community was like that supported me when I first started and they told me like we'll always support you yeah, regardless yeah, yeah. if you're funny or not we'll mm-hmm. always support you but don't go put that dress on <laughs> <laughs> the moment we put that dress on it's we, over for you it's over for you yeah dang so you out in LA you telling comedy like you're telling these jokes on right. these stages you're homeless right in LA right you said you sleep in your car so you gotta be hot as I don't know what yeah but I'm gonna tell you the thing about sleeping in the car. I would drive places like the Beverly Hills, and I would drive up there and just sit on the hill, just so I could see the houses. I always mm. had like that that dolomite effect. Vision. Yeah, like I always had that vision that if I could just if I could just 
get in one of these spaces, if I could just see this, if I could just make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. People, like things that like people took for granted every single day. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I remember a particular time, that was the, really the change that was inside of me. Yeah. Like, one particular time when I was homeless, I remember sleeping in a uh, parking structure and it was looking through this hotel window and somebody was laying on the bed and they was flicking it, they was flicking the uh, channels and I was thinking to myself like if I could just get in there. Mm. If I could just get in there, that's, that could change my life. Just to into a hotel. Just if I could just get in a room anywhere. Nine o'clock in the morning, I wound up going up in that room. <laughs> the same room. The same room. I ran up in that room. Just to, but that's how I said people take for granted. Where you can't never take things how for you granted. I got in it because you know when you're homeless, you're thinking of survival. For sure. You're definitely thinking about survival. I know in my mind, average person is checking out between nine and ten. It's when the average person check out. So if I walk the floors and just get in one room, I can go in there and use the bathroom. Like I really want to go use the bathroom. So it's like you're walking the floors inside the hotel and you're waiting for them to walk out and you're kind of like walking by them and catching their door before the it doors, closes. You know, like the the holder that's in the middle, the the lock thing. Yeah, 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 little, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. That's no me in there for the cleaners to come in and oh, clean up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to slide in there and go on, on my shirt off that I've been waiting to rock anyway. You feel me? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and slide in there. I'm going to go ahead and lay on the bed for just two minutes. Just that's all you need. Just all I need is to lay on the bed. I'm going to use the bathroom the way I want to use the bathroom. I'm going to take a little small little shower if I can take a little small shower. I'm going to steal that soap if I can. You trying to survive. You were doing this for how long? Man, I did that for about... Three months. I had a play that, that, that the wild thing about being homeless, and I and I haven't really told a lot of people this story. Mm-hmm. Craziest part about it, your mind is just in different places. Yeah. I knew at nine and ten o'clock in the morning, that's when that you know they get that luxury breakfast. I would go into the hotels nine and ten o'clock in the morning, get one big meal, so I won't have to pay for no food the rest of the day. Mm. Smart. Then they start getting hit. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> man, we see you yeah. here too much. Yeah, they see me in here too much, and I start going. Getting comfortable, going in different doors and stuff like that. Oh, so you thought that was your place? Yeah, I pretty much would go there. I, I, I started off on Sundays. I would go there for my Sunday meal. Uh-huh. And then I started making it Mondays, my Wednesday day. Like, oh, yeah, man, we don't see you checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. It, it, it started to get real interesting. But I took that same story and I put mm. it on stage, made it funny. Make it funny to me right now. For me right now to tell you that story, so I'm going to tell you, you the story. You have to be in, like, the... The comedy way or yeah. I got to... So... So, for example, how I would set it up would be, I would tell you, how I would set it up as the joke. I would mm-hmm. set it up, for example, like, <clears throat> when I remember one particular time when I walked into the hotel and the guy tapped me my shoulder was like, my man, what, what room are you staying in? I was like, oh, 305. Making up random Kept numbers. On. Mind you, I started out with pancake, bacon, <laughs> egg, waffle. Then when my man tapped me, now I'm setting them down so I can get enough, just enough stuff to run with. Oh. So when he come back, what's your name? Oh, Brandon Jenkins. So now I'm, get, I'm, I'm, now I'm just grabbing, grabbing the ghost. Now from them pancakes and stuff turned into just a banana and cereal now. <laughs> so, so now he's like, oh, your name is not on. I said, oh, man, you should check my wife. My wife's name is Lisa Mitchell's. So he went to go check her name. So you still trying to rummage now, with some now, stuff? Now, <laughs> now I'm just putting, the, putting candy bars in my pocket now. And I'm trying to act like I'm on the phone. Yeah, he yeah. called the police and everything. And they came up there. They were like, we never should see you in here ever again. That was the end of that part. They didn't lock you up. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't lock me up. Hey, so like, what's, what was next? Where you at next? So what I did from there was, 
Found a new little hotel spot. <laughs> Same play yeah, over. Yeah, for a situation. But then I started to really getting into a, a swing of things of understanding the process. I mm. started going into the library. First book I read was called Think Rich, Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That was the first book that made me feel smart. Like, I might yeah. got some information. I'm reading. I'm studying. I'm going to, you know, library free. I'm going mm. to library every day just to get information. I read that book. Then I read the Dennis Kimbrough version, Think mm. Rich, Grow Rich. That's where I was, like, getting the most information. Like, I'm going to library to read. Dang. So, like, and then that's the air conditioner in there. <laughs> <laughs> LA is hot. Yeah. LA is definitely hot. I definitely went in there for the air conditioner, too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I started to learn so much stuff just going in the library. Mm-hmm. And then when I had conversations with people, people thought we, I was super intelligent. I'm right, like, right. Just been hanging in the library hey, for a little bit. I mean, that's, yeah. that's dope, though, because I would never imagine just going to the library, just go hang out. Like, when I was in college, my homeboy had to force me to go to the library to exactly. pull my grades up. So it was just like, that's a. There's still something inside of you, like you said, exactly. that community love telling you oh, you need to go to school. It's like I think that was what was inside of you at that time in LA, saying, "Yo, you still need to go to, you know, still perfect your craft and still build upon your education." Exactly. Yeah. I just really wanted to also be sharp. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to be yeah. sharp. I wanted to make sure I stay kept myself sharp. Still was doing my room. Still was hitting the, hitting the stages. Still mm-hmm. doing performance. Still doing getting up. But at the same time, about it, I wasn't making no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all just having fun. This is all just, I'm doing this for my passion and my dreams and whatever, but I wasn't making no money. So mm-hmm. where the, your passion is your power came from. Okay, okay. That's, that's the brand yeah, now. That's yeah, that's the yeah. brand now. So okay. where did it come from was I started to meet people and people were just like, kind of like, oh, about their dreams or like, the first video that I had put out was, you can't say the word can't without saying can. Can't say a word. You can't say the word can't, can't without saying can, C-A-N. Mm. So I was just like, yo, we gonna put this video out. We gonna be like, <laughs> I was super fired up. Like, you can look this joint up. Like, I was on, I was running the treadmill. I had my homegirl recorded. So and you, I was like, so yo. So you was really running before Wallo started running. Yeah. Like, you don't realize that how I really was like, <laughs> yeah, before, yeah, yeah. like, uh-huh. I ain't gonna lie, like, Wallo, I respect Wallo. Yeah, another. for sure. That's, that's, right. Yeah, that's yeah. big homie. But yeah. at the same time, I was already doing motivational like and I because I looked at because when people cry, oh man you doing a running videos like wow but I said yo I, I looked at and scrolled through and went all through my whole Instagram book I already had motivational I was already it was already in me so what I made was, you want to get into like, the motivation the motivational realm because like everyone everybody says they're a motivational speaker nowadays yeah, like, yeah. that's that's the grand bio on oh, Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. the motivational speaker blah 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 but it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. What made you say, yo, so, what turned you into a motivational speaker so, for real outside of, you know, comedy, of course? I was doing shows with, I ain't gonna say the comedian's name because I ain't gonna diss him. Yeah, but cool. I started doing big rooms with big comedians, like headliner, the great comedians. And they would tell me all the time, like, yo, we ain't going back in the hood to speak to nobody. Like, we ain't doing nothing for the community. Like, we're. So you wanted to do that stuff? I remember. Because grandma was giving back on Saturdays. Exactly. I remember my, one of my first passionate speeches that I knew, like, okay, was at a high school, mm-hmm. and I actually how I got in there because I really wanted to, the girl that got me in there. I was trying to talk to her, and she introduced me to her mom. Her yeah, mom yeah, was yeah, in control yeah. of the uh-huh. actual, yep. the actual, actual uh, the program. And when I went in there and spoke, I lit the room up, and I was just telling my story. Yeah, and she was like, "You got something. You got the it." So that everybody's been telling you for a long time. Yeah, like you, you got, got the, the it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got the it. You just got to really kind of package it right, right and get it right, together. Right, 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 So what I did was I started speaking a little bit more. Everywhere I would go, because I always had 
you know, that passion. I go, coming, I always had that coming at you yeah, live, yeah. baby. So, so that's, that's been your thing for a minute. But that's what people like, when people start seeing me speaking, and people was like, yo, how's you getting booked for this? Or the, I was literally going, I was doing it the super difficult way. What's that? I was knocking on all the doors. I was doing all oh, the phone calls. Work. Yeah, I was literally pulling up the homeless shelters. How can I speak? I used to be homeless. I know how it feel to be homeless. So let me come in there and speak. This is all out in LA still. Yeah, so now I'm doing, I'm building a relationship with the homeless shelter. I did a, a woman and children's shelter. And that's when I knew I had, like, I knew I had a gift mm -hmm. because I watched them women in there really get in that emotion. They start crying. Dang. Because I used to be homeless, so I can relate. Yeah, so I knew how to relate. Like, and I, I was speaking totally from the heart. I actually did a, a toy drive in that, in that actual shelter, too. So mm -hmm. people knew me. It wasn't just like, I'm coming in here to speak to y'all one time. I always came back. I always showed love. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that, that was the thing that really changed the, changed the thing for me, too. Like, just speaking and just being motivated and giving back. I would be, I didn't never like hanging out in Hollywood. I always wanted to go to Watts. Like, Watts is like the hood in L.A. I wanted to go to Ingle. I wanted to go talk to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always big on the people. That's dope, man, because that's your, you, how old are you at the time? At the time, I probably was like 24, 25. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's real dope because you don't think a lot of people want to think about the people in the height of, I want to say the height, but in the preparatory stages of their careers. Like, yeah, I got to get, I got to get, I got to get it. I'm not worried about giving back at the moment, but it's See, just. Well, really, it did it for me, too, because when I was on, like, tours and I was going to all these different places, and people mm -hmm. started seeing me like, oh, that's yo, he's super great, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, yeah. But people will always be like, yo, tell me about The Wire. Or tell me about, tell me something to make me laugh. And I'm like, yo. I'm not it, ever here for jokes. I'm not here for making people laugh right now. I want you to understand the process. So you were trying to separate yourself from the motivational speaker to, you try to separate the motivational speaker and the comedy. Yeah, 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 when I first started, I was doing both. I had to, like when I had to create my website, I had yeah. both of them on there. Uh -huh. But then I started noticing that when I'm going to these schools, Teachers and principals will get distracted. Like, wait a minute, which, you one, got, are you? which yeah. one are you? Got both of these things up here. Right, 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 right. So, are we bringing you to do a comedy show, so, or are you what are we to doing? You're going to motivate our kids. Exactly. Mm, okay, okay. So I realized, like, okay, I got. I know I got to pick one. Mm -hmm. Got to pick one, and people you start. Too. So you niching down. Yeah, I niched yeah. it down, and yeah. I was like, how can I really help and build more? Because I'm like, my city is hurting. People is hurting. Mm -hmm. If people knew the information, like information changed lives. Yeah. If people knew the information that I had at the mm -hmm. time. I always was trying to get back. You got to be careful when you're trying to get back so quickly and not understand people. Thing about people, you they will also get like 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 my man said earlier when he was up here. Yeah. People say the wildest, craziest things. You got to understand people. You can't just expect people just to get it immediately. Like how just because you got the information. Facts. That is true. Like one one thing. My mentor told me, and I, I, I didn't understand it when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. He told me, he said, you know how dangerous it is to wake up an angry nigga while you sleep? Mm. And, he got, and he got that message from, I think it was from the, uh, it was from the Black Panther movement. Mm -hmm. to, make it, to wake up an angry nigga, he might come out and do anything. He might hurt you. Mm. That's powerful. That was the one thing that really, in, really changed my life. I really changed my life at the time. Because um, he always would give me jewels. Like, he always gave me, like, little stuff. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. As I got older, I found out he would just drop jewels on me. So when I went out there and I started trying to give information to the mm -hmm. youth and help out people, I was pulling up on schools, knocking on people, because people wanted to do what I was doing. Yeah, 
But I was literally doing the footwork. I promise you I was. Pulling up on school. And I didn't have nobody that was like a team. How I would do, I would fake. When people, when I talk to, yeah, this is his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Carter, are you right? I would do the whole process. I was cool. That's the part where, where I really like to tell people, I was cool with the process. Yeah. I was totally fine with the process. Mm. Like, I always use it when I go to like schools and speaking at schools and I tell people, I said, they got this commercial. I don't remember this commercial. I don't know how old you is, but this commercial, the Like Mike commercial, I want to be like yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, the kids yeah. can't run no, around. Uh, oh, like, I want to be like Mike. That commercial, like I did the research on uh, when, I, when I looked it up. He sold, like, I'm going to say probably over, definitely over a million, million dollars worth of shoes just over that commercial. Because people wanted to be like Mike. Facts. I want to fly. If I put these shoes on, I'm going to fly like Mike. But they didn't look at the part when he did the process. Mm. That's the part where they missed. They missed the whole process on when my man when he got when he got cut from the team. Yeah. They missed the whole process when he was in there working. They missed the whole process when he was in there with the stomach virus. They missed the whole process on the work that he put in before all the time. They missed the whole process on the, on the effort that he put in. Right, right, right. They don't want to do that. You they right. want to fly like mine. They want to put the kicks on That's and then they, you know I can right. I can dunk. If it. I put yeah. these shoes on, I can be like Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what they sure. feel like. Dang. So. What brought you, so, how'd you get to Atlanta? So, to break it down, because I know we've been, we've been in it for a No, minute. you good, you good. Okay, yeah. all right. So, I was grinding, like I was super passionate, oh, coming at you live, I'm doing these videos, and I'm super fired up, and I'm being motivational, but I didn't have nobody to guide me. Didn't have nobody to, I saw. You were mad wise. Yeah, I didn't have nobody. Because to, like, I'm sorry I cut you off. Right, no, I'm listening. Because you have something, I see why people say you got that it. Because as you're telling your story, you're saying a lot of wise things within your story. I got to go to school. You know, I got to go back and help people. I got to, you know, you're just saying like a lot of wise things. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know if you even notice it or not. No, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this another thing. Because like how you said that, Mm -hmm. I had a guy, I don't know if you've ever seen on Netflix, a guy named David Arnold. Mm -hmm. Have you seen David Arnold? He got the uh, special called The Fat Ballerina. And... uh, he was the person that's the first person in, in LA that told me like, bro, you have a, a lot of bars that you say and you don't even realize you said it. Mm. He said that, like how you said trauma, mm. he just showed me, he said, I said it, I used to talk, um, it was a thing on, on stage that I said where I would talk about how I felt more comfortable mm. going to a narcotic anonymous meetings than going to the actual church. Why? And he was like, that showed me about your childhood right then and there. Mm-hmm. He said that was a place of comfort. That was a place. Of, I used to go to narcotic anonymous meetings with my dad when I was younger. So that's the thing. One of the reasons why I never got strung out on drugs because I was going there when I was eleven and nine years you old. You seem like yeah. this with drugs. Do These you? my baby, my bedtime stories. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, so it's time. Yeah, like this was what I used to always <clears throat> see. We would go to the, these meetings and I would w- listen to these stories of these people being on drugs and how they got off or how. Person might have been on drugs 20, 20 times and relapsed over 10. I heard the wildest stories when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And like how they was a brotherhood. Can't, uh, can't change the drug. Like they had a yeah, whole yeah, like, yeah. A, like a family and a community. How right, they, they right, had sponsors right. and stuff. I seen how that worked. And you ain't want that. And then when I went to LA, <laughs> I remember, like I said, being homeless at the time. I remember when walking into a church, because I'm like, oh, this is where grandma, big mom, big mama would go to get help. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go here. And they're going to show me love, but they didn't. Dang. It kind of stood off on me. Oh, oh, 
They didn't matter. They didn't want to even touch me. So I had, um, sorry, man, but no. I want to touch on that because I think we've heard this story time and time again where people pull up to the church. And I'm not bashing the church. I grew up in the church. Yeah. I, to the, I, I love the him. church. Yeah, no, nah, I just want people to know that because people will think yeah. that, you know, he bashed because he got hurt. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not bashing it. I still show love the yeah, church. Yeah, I just, yeah. It's love. But it's like, you know, what was that feeling like, you know, because you say like, that's where Big Mama went. So, you know, that, that taught you, okay, let me go to the church and I can get some help because that's where Big Mama helped hurt, that. It, it hurted me a whole lot, the mm-hmm. fact that these people turned on me. Yeah, yeah, How yeah, did yeah. These, I thought this was the, the happy space. Yeah, 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 yeah. But since I couldn't get it here, I'm like, okay. I gotta get it somewhere. I gotta get it somewhere. Right. I just took that pain of that, and I took that on stage. I talked about it on stage. Mm. And that's why I bottled that energy. When I bought it on stage, I would talk about how when I came back in there, they, uh, I had a suit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They was like, oh, brother, you want to be on the brother board? The deacon <laughs> board. <laughs> you can be on this board. Come on, brother, in. Come on in. And I talked about it on stage, made people yeah, laugh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I channeled that energy into something positive. That's dope that you can do that, man. Um, I couldn't do it. But I, 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 it's a certain passion. You have to have a certain passion that about what you do it. That is true. Because um, that's why people are like, yo, you still do the comedy? Like, you... You don't do the skits, and I'm like, bro, I don't really like doing skits. I like the stage. I like to tell the story. I like the, the process. Mm. I love that part. Yeah, I enjoy yeah, the yeah. breakdown on jokes. Got you. So, when I started to, to, to fast forward up, when I started to, to shift into your passion power, and I started building on that, mm-hmm. I realized, though, even though I'm speaking all these places, and I love speaking, and I'm doing this great, and this is so great, and this is excellent. Yeah. And I, I found my passion, and I'm loving this, and I created this. I went to go get my LLC. It's not bringing no money. That first stage of business, it don't. It's not bringing in no money. So now I'm like, what is going on? I'm doing right. I'm doing everything right. I'm speaking. I'm motivating. I'm inspired. Why am I getting where's paid? The, where's the check at? Where's the money? Yeah. I'm knocking on all these doors. I'm driving all around here, burning all my gas. Where's the bread? <sighs> LA gas ain't cheap. Not cheap at all. And people was just like, oh, yeah, just keep on doing it. Just keep on being up. Where, keep where's the money coming from? Like. If you're fired, I was, I'm doing all these rinky dink jobs because I had people that still genuinely like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. with me getting a job was easy. Like it's like, oh, hey, bro, my you man owns sec- my man owns a security company. You can come work work for me for a second. Boom, and that actually I started understanding how small business work mm. by working at a security company. I understand. I knew the owner first, so I understand the process, how he break down the payroll, how he do how he structured out his emails when he going to different c- contracts. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, I started yeah, learning yeah. so many skills from just working in there. I met a guy through the process of when I was working for Southwest, mm-hmm. and he used to fly a lot of my, my, my passes. I met a guy, and he seen that I was always willing to work. Yeah. I was always a worker. Like, I was always willing to serve. How can I help? How can I help people out? Just willing to serve. And um, in the midst of that, I met him while he was starting his company. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, man, I can, I can show you how to get some money. So he would always see me in the process of like building and building yeah, and building. Yeah, yeah, yeah building. Yeah. He always saw me like, like, I support you. I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I would always support him. I like what you're doing. <clears throat> but he was the first person to actually, I ain't going to say him lie. He was the first person that showed me the concept of doing events. That's where the Carter car production actually came from. Hey, production coming too. Yeah, I, got a, I, I, I do like follows on marketing and branding. I do like the silent headphone events. Word. That's that's me. I'm the guy that's behind that a lot. So, huh. what I started to learn, that's where the money was coming from. That's going to fund the play. Mind you, I always had that hustle. I always had yeah. that grind. With his company, kind of speed it up. When I first got it, I'm like, man, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't really. I mean, this is some party stuff. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one or two accounts. Mm-hmm. 
Put me in twelve hundred. What? Put me in twelve hundred dollars. One or two counts. Dang. So I'm now I'm looking like, oh, this is twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, it back then, yeah. Yeah, so like twelve hundred dollars, and I'm not even working a nine to five. I'm just working on a weekend. Let's run it up. Right. So that's why I said, okay. Every morning I'm waking up calling this guy. Seven o'clock in the morning, I'm calling him before his girl, mama, everybody calling. Him. <laughs> I'm, cause I'm, I'm in this now. I'm yeah, all the way yeah, in. Yeah, I'm yeah. invested. I'm like, yo, if I make twelve hundred dollars doing this, oh boy, if I can just do this, 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 and this, I, that was my first time even seeing. Like as time go by, like I would had thirty five accounts. I wound up having thirty five different parties all across the country. Doing the silent, silent party. headphones, and nobody knew. It was to the point that I didn't. While I'm sitting here watching people I knew going to work nine to five, working at that job 10, 20 years, or people I knew that middle aged America, a lot of people was 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 making between twenty and thirty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. from where I'm from. I'm like. Bro, I just hit 10000 in a month. So now, I'm not even looking at how people think of $1,000 anymore. I'm not yeah, looking yeah, at that. Your whole perspective My is whole different. perspective. When you touch yeah. 10000 in a month of legal money, right, right, right. your whole perspective is different. Yeah. Now you're like, okay. I can legally bring in 10 Gs a month. I can sleep well, comfortably, without looking over my shoulder no more. But at the time, this, yeah. is, this is the part where people mix that, though. Mm-hmm. At the time... I'm doing 35 different events a month. How are you? Man- I'm working. I'm working. I'm getting other people to work them too. But how are you managing these 35 accounts by yourself? No, I'm saying I manage them on the, on the back end. Uh-huh. But I, it's a team of us. But like I say, so every was, city you got somebody who can just pretty much work. Yeah, that's what I said. At the time, I was a worker. I was underneath somebody. I was just a really good two man. I was a really, really, really good two man. Yeah. That was willing to go whatever you want me to do. I'm there. 100. percent I'm all in. Whatever you need me to do, I'm there. Wow. I'm I'm the guy, like I said, I'm on the road. I, like even to the day, I was on the road every weekend. If I wasn't on the road, I'm not making no money. I'm on the road driving 10, 15 hours anywhere, to these flying events. to these events. I'm setting up the bags. Where are they going to go? I'm I'm doing a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. On the weekend, we make bread. We was making a lot of bread to the point that, but also what that comes with, a lot of stress too. That's what that comes with is. Now you smoking, you drinking. Now you got it's almost like you're living a rapper lifestyle because now you can you never touch ten and no you don't even know how to manage ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, a regular person can't even tell you how to manage ten thousand. Right, right. They never saw that. It's gone. So quick. yeah, so now you like you make it ten thousand consistently. I made it three months in a row. Now you sitting up thirty. You 30. made a whole salary. That's what I'm saying. So when I'm I'm, I'm 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 to the point that now I'm buying I'm getting fresh every weekend. I'm blowing through the bread. Like, I'm blowing yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah. Smoking big weed. Uh-huh. I'm living the rapper life. I'm buying <laughs> yeah. chains. I'm buying hotels. I'm doing whatever I want. But no one's telling me how to manage money. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's the hard part. No one's telling me, okay, if you take this money, you can really go buy some property or you can go do this or you right. can fix your credit. I didn't know anybody about none of that. I got money now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I go back home, I'm that, living how I want to yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. do what I want to do. Stay in the five star, whatever it may be. But when money comes, change people. Mm. Things start changing. Yeah. The relationships start changing with me and the guy too because I had a situation that occurred in one of one of the accounts that I had where a guy tried to climb through the window. And like you said, trauma. Mm-hmm. That had my anxiety. Literally, I'm on ten now. Like 
I start riding around with guns all the time. Every time I would go to these different cities. So you just climb through the window while you're there? Yeah, at the, whole, at the hotel. At the hotel. Yeah, just so happened I was on the phone with the chick I was talking to at the time. But he tried to climb through the window of the hotel while I was there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who the person was, but when I talked to the person that owned the company, I'm telling him about the situation. He was like, well, did he get the bags? <laughs> did he get the bags? Did he get the stuff? Did he get the product? <laughs> but I'm like, me being a people's person going back to the beginning of our story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that my man didn't even <clears throat> care about me at all. Dang. So I said, okay, how can I get away from this relationship? How can I separate? You can keep all these accounts. You can keep all your own thing. I already got the skill. I'm going to start my own process. Yeah, yeah. Started my own process. 2019, I started my own process. It's quarter L. Quarter L. I invested in board all the stuff and oh yeah, I'm gonna be I'm thinking this money just about to jump yeah, out. Buddy, I, yeah. I did man. I'm I did doing it before, yeah. I did it before, yeah, I do it again, it's nothing. Dang. Quarter L, 2019, you know that's the year before the pandemic. So yeah. 2019 just went, you know, a couple years just went past. 2019, a quarter L, because I'm trying all mind you, you're getting ten thousand on then it, everything just slows down. Dang. I haven't worked a whole job in, in three, four years yeah, in that yeah. process. So now you gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. How can you, I had to go research marketing. I had to go read books, studying marketing. I had to learn and really teach myself one-on-one about marketing and study. And also, I just so happened to be in Sleepers for Nights. I had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also would be around great people. So I started to see the people that was doing these things. Right, right. I just had a community of people around that was doing these things, the marketing and stuff. So I'm just like, okay, boom, if I put this together with this, boom, boom, boom. And I'm learning different things through Sleepers Nights. Mm-hmm. And I'm also learning how, Okay, this is what Dave doing when it yeah, comes to this. Right. You know, he's one of the greatest people I know as far as when it comes to marketing and uh-huh. stuff like that. So I started learning certain things about marketing. No like trust. No like trust. Yeah. If a Break person see if a person see you, I always tell that to a lot of people. Any of the people that I work with, like some of my guys that's under me. Person see you, they know this person, they like this person, they trust this person. Mm-hmm. So say for example, like if you was coming to one of my events. In, a, in Atlanta and, and say, for example, something like this, like in this space. Yeah. I wouldn't even put, like, put me on a video. I would put you in a video telling me how dope this event is. They know you, mm-hmm. they like you, and they trust you. Mm. Okay, and I would okay. use that video to sell more tickets to people because they already know you, like you, and trust you. So, for example... So that's what, the hack. That's the hack. One of the marketing... I don't really get out of the way, but I always tell, like, my people that, my in-house, the no like trust factor. Like, when I do something, like... People don't, even, sense, people don't even realize how yeah, stuff yeah. work in their mind. Like one of my, one of my guys, he told me, he said, "Bro, you do you realize if you make ten thousand ten times, if you do what you did ten times, hundred thousand dollars. You make a hundred thousand dollars, you can make a million dollars. That's true. You do it ten times, you can do it." So then he gave me the breakdown. He said, "I'm gonna tell you this. He he the one taught me the game." He said, look here, if you ever understand this, nothing is by accident. Yeah, if you yeah, ever yeah. walk in Macy's, if you ever notice why they, when you walk into the fragrant aisle mm-hmm. and why certain things is on, on a certain way. He said, most people that's, that's average person, they're right-handed. So they know how to put stuff on the right hand because they know you're going to turn to the right first. Oh. When you go in a casino, you ever notice why the slot machines is always in the front? Because it's dinging and it's the loudest noise. So it's catching your attention. It's catching your attention. As we, soon as you walk it's in. It's lighting up. And it's making you think, think that somebody's winning even though they may not be winning because they're... 100%. Oh. We know how to get you. That ding, 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 ding. We, we know what stuff is going on. That gets That's you better chance. This joint ain't comfortable. 
It's very, it's very intentional. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. intentional. Nothing is by accident. So even when I'm doing these events, I always record people that's doing these events. People in that city, so they t- like talk like people that's in their city. Mm, like for example, so voice. their accent, mm. their style, the way they talk. Same way. If you go to these beauty supply stores, they don't like most people that work there. They don't put them on there. They put the black sister on a on a, on a beauty supply. They put her on there. The most beautiful black woman. That's what they use. No light trust. I know this is what you want to look like. I know you like this and you will trust us. Soon you come in. Dang. So I took that same energy. Started really like I said. I always had to grind. Started really investing yeah, into my yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna learn this marketing thing. I'm gonna learn this business thing. I'm gonna learn this. I start studying it. I got into another company, Grindation. With, with you know, Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I noticed with people, though. As far as the average person, we so much, we focusing on how to get money. So yeah. we like, we got, we got to get, get money, get money, get money. We can't even focus and study on what exactly. How to. So now when the money's coming in, now I can focus. Yeah. Now I don't have, to, I can breathe something yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because our problem solved. Yeah, the problem solved. So one thing, with, that's one thing with Kendall. Kendall being in the grindation has taught me as far as manhood. Mm. Like that was one reason why I actually went to go get a therapist. I wanted to go get, start fixing some of the trauma that I was going through. Man, I- I applaud you, man, because therapy is dope. Yeah, it's but I didn't know. That now is a cool thing. Like, yeah, it's, 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 been, cool. it's definitely popular yeah. right now. I don't know if people, a lot of people are taking it serious, though. But it's like, I didn't know until mm-hmm. somebody told, till I got in his coaching program, and he was like, like, because one thing I know is with, with, with Sleep is Nights, Dave was teaching you entrepreneur. That's his main thing. I'm going to teach you how to get this entrepreneur off the ground. Mm-hmm. But if you're struggling with a lot of traumas and, and a lot of things with your personal self, yeah. you need to get that right before you get your business right. Facts. Because I believe that who you are personally becomes who you are as a business person. Exactly. And I've experienced that personally. 100%. Because I realized, like, you know, my procrastination in real life led to procrastination in business. 100%. My trauma in real life led to trauma in my business. 100%. I'm bleeding all of my trauma into my business. 100%. Customers are seeing it. Clients are seeing it. Get to, that's one thing what Kendall always say. Get yourself right first. Yes. Get yourself right. If hey, y'all I don't get anything else out of this podcast. Get yourself right first. Facts. That's one thing I definitely, I took that information when he said, get yourself right first. Because he would say, bro, like, what you rushing for? You, you, he said, even though you got to go get a little nine to five job or whatever you need to go get, don't rush. Mm. Break down, just get yourself together. That's, when I first joined his program, that's when he said, get, take time just to get you right. The business and stuff going to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yourself right. Get your mindset right. Mm-hmm. Once you get your mindset right, then get your health right. Mm-hmm. Get your relationship right. That's the core five. Like, you got a whole thing with, with like, when you get in the program, it's like, oh, that'll change your whole perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. on life. Right, right. But, like I said, kind of go back to what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm passionate about what I'm speaking, and I'm motivated, and I'm inspired, and I love coming at you live, and these videos is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you meet somebody like Kendall, he's like, yo, I see what you're doing. That's dope. Mm-hmm. But I understand why you're not getting paid. You're not fixing a problem. Motivating people. People, money exchange hands when problems are solved. So what that turned into was me getting a problem to fix. Mm. So what I did was I created something okay. called Lit Workshop. Lit that, was my, that was my workshop. That's my first course that I built up. Right. I, I okay. go to schools and I, I, I do that, the Lit Workshop. Because mm. you know everybody I learned from doing events in my other company, Carter yeah. Productions, I learned people love to get lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would call it Lit Workshops. Because uh-huh. when I tell, went to schools and I did it for free, you know, do for free, yeah, you can try it out. Cool, yeah. I've done it free a few times to try it out to see the work the nicks and the necks out of mm-hmm. it before I even put it in play and see how it works on students. Yeah. So what I did was I know 
notice the students love to get lit too. When they hear lit, they just think excitement. Something about to jump go down. Something about something about yeah. to be. We getting lit. So and it's quick to remember. Learning intelligent technique for social emotional learning. Ah. So now I'm getting you. That's one that I learned from also watching Derek Grace. Our people, you have to trick them into education. Facts. That's what he did with his board game and made him millions of dollars. Right. Right. So you have to trick them into kind of getting what social emotional learning is. You have to trick them into understanding what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I know from the little kid that grew up in Westside, Baltimore, mm-hmm. if he would have knew the process of, okay, it's a thing called social emotional learning. It's a thing off of controlling your emotions. It's a thing, mm, yeah, it's a thing yeah, of yeah, yeah. understanding this. Yeah. You mean to tell me if I understand how to control my emotions uh-huh. and be responsible? Yeah, yeah. And now I can go to these places and say, we can show you, because I keep the same energy the whole time. Hey, we're going to get lit. But I'm giving but you're you. you still teaching them these principles. These and principles and breaking it down dope. to them. And you're thinking like, you know, had I had this as this kid from Westside, Baltimore, growing up, not saying that my journey, my path would have to be different or anything like that, but it's just like, I just felt I could have been able to control the inner me a lot better. Of course. 125%. That's dope. 125%. I wouldn't have been bleeding on so many relationships like like just the mindset we have growing up mm-hmm. in West is survival yeah, yeah yeah I don't care about you we trying to survive mm-hmm. we hustling yeah yeah that's yeah, the mindset sure. you have so through any relationship that mm-hmm. I was coming in I was running into I already knew before before somebody do something I'm gonna do something to probably get about this relationship I need to survive yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. The, always yeah. the mindset I had so you pretty much are, you're pretty much running from the things that you actually need to face yeah I was doing that a lot Mm. Before I realized social emotional, before I even got a therapist, and before I really was like, oh, mm. I need to really fix myself. Yeah, so let's touch on therapy then. Got it. Because um, I believe therapy for black men, black women, got it. for our community is very, very, very important. Um, I have a therapist that I see for the most part every Friday. Got it. And it's helped me understand so much about my trauma. You know, yeah. from being a sexual abuse victim, a victim of trauma one time, it's helped me understand, like you said, avoidance, escape, how to, you know, accept things for what they are, and you know, pro- how to process things. Like, you know, how is therapy? What is how has therapy been for you? Therapy. Shout out my man Ken for real. That's yeah. My guy. <laughs> shout, shout out to Ken. Ken. One thing that he always is still like, like if you listen to the story and you understand my story, mm-hmm. everything about being helping others. Yeah. How to, can I help others? Or how can I do this for this person? Or that? how big my Mama taught me how to give back to people. Mm-hmm. So he always remind me, like, you got to do something for you every day to bring you joy. Yeah. At least one thing yeah, for yeah, you yeah, for sure. to bring you joy. I, and then he was taught me the importance of balance mm-hmm. in your life. Because I know I'm a person that's, when I'm all in, I'm all in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't it. have no balance. Nothing else. I, I don't care about eating. I don't care about nothing. This is what I'm all in on. I'm doing this. Yep. Like, just the importance of balance and having healthy relationships with mm-hmm. people. And having boundaries with people. And being okay with that saying no from people. Yeah, boundaries are important. Because I... I still sometimes got terrible boundaries. Like, yeah. You want, yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 what I learned. Uh-huh. For as me, and then for as the relationship therapy also also helped me with is the relationship to build with me and my dad. Mm. The relationship also, but but I also understand because I'm a person that if a person got a problem, I embody that problem. Yeah, especially if sure. I care about them. I'm taking that problem. I'm taking home that problem. You taking that problem home with you? Right. I'm taking the problem home with me. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to get it fixed, if they don't want to get, it, I'm I'm hurt. Yeah, because you're, you're an empath. Yeah, yeah, I'm super sick. I'm in the bed yeah. like, like hurt. Like, how can I fix this for them? Like, yeah, how like, can, like how can I make their situation better? Not realizing that your situation that you're currently in needs to be fixed first. 100. So it's like when it comes to these boundaries, I think a lot of people they kind of fail to realize that you got to put you first before you put somebody else's situation exactly. first. Exactly. Because what happens is you're embodying, like I said, you're embodying their situation. 
situation. Then you're embodying the situation that you got going with yourself. 100%. And then you're pretty much re-traumatizing yourself. Exactly. Because you're experiencing, you're putting yourself through an experience that you've never been through. Exactly. So you're like, you know, if I trip and I fall, I bust my head open. 100%. You never, may, you may have never experienced busting your head open, but now you're embodying my experience exactly. and trying to understand it. And sometimes you just can't, sometimes Man. some people experience you just can't understand. To be honest with you, that's the, the relationship me and my third, I, yeah, I yeah, told yeah. him, uh-huh. I said that my dad's situation, he would never even see no possible way of hitting, you know, a $10,000 a month without right. lottery, yeah. without out some little quick little scheme or something involved. He would never even think about 10000 Like I said, Big Mama never even thought about going to an island. Mm-hmm. I took my sister to Puerto Rico or, when I got money. Or, so that's what I'm saying. Like, when you start to see things different, like mm-hmm. even when I was going through my situations, my sister still flew to L.A. She got to see L.A. She got to see Chicago. She got to see all these different places when I was flying all of these places. And that was love. That's what I said. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. The exposure definitely changed my whole life completely. Yeah, so exposure is definitely important. Exposure in the process. Because people, like you said, on the internet, that's why I be laughing a lot of times now. Because I used to be like, I, I be laughing. Yeah, people yeah, 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 yeah. Embody certain things. Like, I'm not dissing Dave enough. Cause I, but people don't understand the process. I just was telling Dave that outside. People mm-hmm. don't understand the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember when you was in here doing workday Wednesdays when nobody would show up. Mm-hmm. Now you, boom, fired. Oh, yeah, everybody just loved Dave and he's hot. And I'm like, that's super dope. But people don't understand the process when my yeah, man was yeah. restaurant with him. Yeah. He was, like they don't understand the process where he kept staying consistent yeah yeah that's that's the horrible that's, that's the, the people don't understand the process part. yeah of him day in and day out yeah when nobody sure. don't show all right this is what we gonna do we're gonna do it again like yeah you doing it, do again? it again? Like, why am I doing this again? Like, right. it didn't work the first time. What's exactly. the point? But like you said, it's that repetition. I think a lot of people just don't believe in themselves enough to keep repeating the process. It's like, you know, I got, I got to try something different. But, it's, and also, people don't believe in, like, they, no, it ain't even that. Mm. That's what I be doing. I'll be loving. They ever ever just go buy followers and buy likes. Just imitate what you trying to got going on. They go get around a little fake one. They will get a whole bunch of fake accounts and fake different situations and just, oh man, we want to make sure I have a bunch of likes like how he got. Yeah, it come from somewhere, right? <laughs> they, they, it, it's just trauma. It's, it's, That's it's, trauma all day because it's like you got to, if you have to put on this facade, this facade as in this is who I am to get people to like me, once upon a time people didn't actually like you or you thought people didn't like you. Exactly. That's really the truth. Yeah. 100%. I see it happens to so many people. That's why they, uh, like when you go through people, like like when I did the videos, mm. when I first started the videos, one thing, I ain't got that research from just studying, just watching. The people that you're competing against, the girl with the big butt, the guy that's with the rapper, the guy that's doing this, the entertainment guy, the guru guy, the girl mm-hmm. V cussing yeah, yeah. Like you got so many different things to scroll through. A lot of heavy insecurity Right, here. so mm-hmm. now it's like you got to really do something to stand out. So that's one of the things that like, people are like, yo, well, why is you yelling? Or why are you so fired up? They're coming at you live. I was just like, yo, I'm going to do this video and I'm going to come at a live with this. Yeah. I'm going to be fired up with this one. That was already me, but now I really just took it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You're that's still me. Like, yeah, you're in I got a video. All the time. That's the part where people didn't understand the process. Mm-hmm. Like, you see that videos, I'm like, yo, your energy always pumped up. When I was home, I stopped caring what people thought about me. That's I took that same energy. I started running across the street downtown LA while people was walking across. You know how busy downtown LA? Everybody's walking. Adjusted. I had a tripod and I ran across the street coming at you live, baby. And people looking at me like, yo, he's Have you posted crazy. that recently? No, I posted it when I, when I was living in LA. I can post it, though. I posted it. I feel like I've seen you do that before, yeah, though. I and I was like, this joke is nuts. Yeah, I ran across the... But it wasn't on old, oh, because I'm watching Wallow. It wasn't even nothing yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, nah, nah. It was, I really don't care what nobody think about me. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm totally yeah. cool. I'm totally fine. That's a, that's a dope space to be. Yeah, man. I'm totally fine if you don't like what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm cool with me. Yeah, for and sure. And I'm totally cool with me. When I'm going to places, and people are like, yo, why are you, why are you doing motivational, bro? Like, you doing, that motivation ain't that. 
bro, I love this. I love this space that I'm in. Mm. I'm cool with this. This is a positive space. Yeah, I can tell. Like, you lit up some more. Yeah, like, when I you love. You start talking about this, man. You, you lit up some more. I love that space because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's almost giving you the same feeling of how comedy is. Like comedy makes you laugh and uh-huh. the excitement, but then with motivation was really just it, it's a whole different. It's a whole different feeling. It's a whole different. It's almost like that feeling when you get and it's like, oh, I can I can really go run through the wall. Mm-hmm. I can really you make something it. happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope, man. Yo, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, man. That's what I said. I appreciate you. I appreciate you you coming through, man. Because, one, you taught me some more about yourself. Um, You taught me some more about myself. You taught me some things that uh, I can... That I've learned from you throughout this whole conversation, man. But even another time, I don't even think you know this. How dope you are. I appreciate it. I always tell people that that story, uh, I don't even know if you remember. It had some type of, was it CJ and them, Eric Thomas, and they had some type of Candace was down here speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's why I tell people the importance of serving. Mm-hmm. I tell people the importance of serving. I said, that's that was a, that was on a Saturday. I know yeah. it was on a Saturday because yep. the fact that Dave had his event Friday, mm-hmm. the meeting Friday, I was only in here to help clean up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep, only wanted yep, to yep. clean. Yeah. I yeah, I really hit me up. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. bro, I said, everybody was leaving, like, oh, shake hands and leaving. I said, bro, I just want to help, help clean up. Like, yeah. what you need me to do, help you serve? I was just trying to serve in the space. How can I help clean up? And he was like, bro, you come down tomorrow, you can clean up some more if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I stopped turning down. Yeah, huh? man, <laughs> I stopped. You can clean up some more if you want. They got a, uh, the speakers conference going on down there. And it was just like, just listening to that really was like, that's how things work. Uh-huh. I tell people, certain, like you said, the people that curves in life, the people that just impact your life the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even realize it. Dave had the conference. Mm-hmm. I bought a VIP because that's why I was getting money. I bought a VIP seat to sit up front and be with everybody elite. Be yeah, with yeah. Everybody. <laughs> so I'm like, like I'm, I'm at the time, I'm really into ink. I'm in really into yeah, ink. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, studying yeah. and watching everything the ink do. Uh-huh. You feel me? I got the shirt. I'm ready to get my man. Like, I'm on it for yeah, real. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, man, if I could just meet him, like, I got my VIP, I know I'm gonna meet my man, Ready. right? Yeah, yeah. But as soon as he finished speaking, he left. Ah. He left immediately, right, when he finished speaking. So fast forward, go by, you put me in a room, and my man walked right on in. I was just so happy to be in the building cleaning. Mm-hmm. So when I met him, he was like, bro. <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> yeah, no, he was just like, because I was telling him, I said, man, I just put over. He was like, man, like, you almost ran me down to get to him. I said, <laughs> I said, man, I said, I just wanted, you know, to, just to shake his hand. Yeah, I just wanted yeah, to be yeah, this guy right. so bad. But at the same time, that's how I said how, how things work. He met me in a space where I was serving. I was cleaning. Mm-hmm. I was fixing the tables up. Yeah. I wanted him to meet me in a space where I was getting money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to meet me in that space. But he met me in a space where I was changing the trash can. So that's why I said, like, just in that space, that I said, I was humble. Yeah. When I met him, I shook his hand. Hey, man, look, I see what you're doing. I appreciate everything that you're doing. I wish I had the shirt to give him at the yeah, time. Right, right. But the thing about it is, it was a space where, if it wasn't for you, brother, I probably wouldn't have met that man that time. Mm. Hey, man, just, I appreciate you wanting to help. It's I hard, didn't want to it's help, hard man. to find people to like truly, genuinely just want to 100%. help. Not because I want to show up because Inky's there or ET's no, there. No, I, you know, I genuinely. I don't think I even told you what the event was, did I? No, you never even told me what the event was. You said, yo, you you, you want to clean up in the morning? I said, bro, I got you. You need my you help. Pulled, it was early, too. It yeah, was early it morning, was too. It was, morning. Yes, yes, yes. yes it was early, man. And it's like it's hard to find true, genuine people who like, I want to pull up because I want to just help you. Or I just want to just help. Or I just want to be in the. Not even that, because people use. Use like help to be in the environment. Yeah, but my thing was, I knew you was a good brother. Mm. 
I knew you was a good brother, so whatever you're doing is at a common good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I can just help, bro, like, I know the love will come back. I know it, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, he going to do this for me. But I know it's like it's like how most people have people probably, when they do the, the uh, deacon board or whatever in church, they yeah, serve, yeah. They serve and, you know, it's, it's love. They're yeah, not yeah. paid for, but it's mm-hmm. love. For sure. So that's how I look at it, like, oh, man, if I can just show love, I know, bro, it's love with us. Man, this podcast would be about you, not me. That's what I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, like, just on, because even with, with you, you mm-hmm. the one person, when I first called up somebody like for therapy, I, bro, I don't know nothing about it from zero. I don't yeah, know nothing. Yeah. What can I get help? Instantly, you want, like, you need therapy? You know how most people are like, oh, man, you crazy. You getting therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what you need that therapy thing for? Right, you like, right. boom, I got you. Just hold tight. I'm, I got somebody for you. Boom. But that's what I said, that, that, that love, that genuine love, mm-hmm. to be able to serve people, that's a special gift than you, too. Man, I appreciate that. appreciate that, bro. I appreciate you. It gets no better than that, man. I heard it live here on the Living Blessed podcast with, you know, we got people telling stories of overcoming and how they have jumped into overcoming from triumph, you know, from um, trauma to triumph. So now you're a whole business owner. So now, all right, I got two yeah. business going on. Let me Tell me about the business real quick I got and how it. they can find you. Got you. I got two business going on. I'm, I'm going to just say this because I want to make sure somebody else that need, need to get this space. I just was always serving. That's the main thing, serving, mm-hmm. not being afraid, going out there, being passionate about what you do. Yeah. Going out there, getting it, being real passionate about what you do. Like, despite on whatever may circumstances, if it don't work, it don't work. But I'm just going to go all in with this. I believe in this. I true hardly believe in this. Yeah. One, one thing Neil always say, this got to work, this got to work. Facts. That's what I remember hearing that. And I was like, that's, that's I can it. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's it. So it's like you have to truly believe in what you whatever you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put yourself all in, you're going to get the results sooner or later. Yep. You got to get put yourself all in. Another gym I, I want to get people. Like, I never even thought about making, I ain't trying to count my pockets, but I never even thought about making a $5,000 check, like, in a month. Because I was only used to getting $600 a week. Yeah. $500 a week. I never even thought about that. So I started getting around people that's talking about making $20,000 in one place. The conversation's different. The whole conversation, conversation is different. Is different, bro. Oh yeah, I made fifty thousand. It's nothing. Yeah, like they just talk like, oh, you know, that's it. Like that's it's, it. there's been conversations I've been around. Hey man, I just have my first hundred k day. Like, that's it. <laughs> you just not do it. I'm like, what you mean? That's I'm trying a hundred k year. So man, that's those, what I those environments are so Completely crucial. Different. And you'd be like, well, how did you do it? And then the people that know, like, and trust you. Oh man, this is how I did. Yeah, get the whole play. Take you the whole play. And then you realize, like, dang, that's it. That's all you did was do this. You mean to tell me you were working physically hard? Yeah. Nah, nah, you just did boom, 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 and then you had a hundred k day. Literally, I, like I tell people, like, I said all I did to get to. I mean, somebody, somebody watch this video and hope, hopefully, it add value. Like I said, the no like trust. You want no like trust, and then you want to study whatever market that you do. You want to study it. Mm-hmm. You want to know this thing better than they know your avatar. Like, knowing the avatar, knowing this person better than they know yeah. themselves. Mm. I remember getting that from Sleepless Nights. Knowing the avatar, studying the avatar, yeah, 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 yeah. day in and day out, day, night in and night out. You want to know exactly everything about this person. Facts. 100%. Where they get like, where they shop, where they go, where they hang out at, everything. So I started to spend time on knowing my avatar. I knew exactly from, and then being with Kendall, mm-hmm. he got, you got to know the difference between knowing your audience mm-hmm. and knowing your client. Mm. You go into them schools, my audience is the students, but my client is the principal. Ooh. You have to know. Oh, I'm giving you some balls right now. I'm giving you some balls. Because I'm, I'm, this is the part where yeah, people yeah. miss. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and just speak to kids and do this. And people miss this. Yeah. So even if you're doing whatever market that you're doing, mm-hmm. whatever you, you have to know 
the ideal. And if, honestly, the audience would tell you what yeah. they really like mm-hmm. and what they don't like. Yep. They yep. would tell you. Yeah. Based off of when, when that check comes, they'll tell you. People say, they ain't gonna pay $200 for no slots. They ain't gonna pay $600 for them slots until they make Gucci slip flip flops. So I just wanna make sure somebody get that today. I mm-hmm. appreciate y'all for watching this video. I appreciate you, make sure bro. y'all keep tapping in with my man right here. Because <laughs> I see my man working. He gonna be coming at y'all live all year. Live. Hold on, you got it one more time. Man, you already know what it is. We gotta keep coming at you live, baby. Let's get it in. It gets no better than that. Peace.